Now moved ahead. In comes Tom to the check. Moved it, but he scores! Kill Thomas has given Taylor the lead. With less than four minutes to go in the third period. World Junior Hockey 2023. It is Sweden. It's Bryn Griffiths. And did I say Sweden? 24? <laughs> I have completely lost track of the numbers. Do you want to do this again or are you just, are we okay? We're fine? <laughs> you know what? They got to change these dates. Well, it's always the year where the trophy is presented. It's handed out. Okay, That's so right. we're leaving. Hang on a second. Hang on a minute. Hang on a second. Stop the music. Stop the music. Again? Let's try that again. Are you ready? Okay. Hang on. Okay, so I start with this one. I hit this one. Here. You go ahead, Gord. Now moved ahead. In comes Tom to the check. Moved it, but he scores! Kill Thomas has given Taylor the lead. With less than four minutes to go in the third period. Okay, I'll try not to screw it up this time. Hang on. Azurkan Tours. It is the 2024 World Junior Hockey Championship. Coming up in Sweden. Is that better? Was that better? Much better, Bryn. Oh, I'm just out of practice. Well, you're just always stuck in the past, right? You're a sentimental guy. It's just the way the World Juniors have been going lately. You just start to lose track of the dates. It's hard to believe... That we were all in, uh, you know, overseas in Prague, and then we went obviously to where, where did we go? Trinets. We're all through there. It's hard to believe that was 2020, and look at what we've gone through. I know it's unbelievable. And, and here we are. Uh, I'm just glad we're back to even talking about going on these uh, World Junior trips again, and that we have something planned. Um, well, we just had three in Edmonton, and uh, we didn't attend. Well, we attended maybe a couple of them quietly, but not on a tour or anything. It's no, just, no. This is a totally different animal, and it would be so great to see people again that we haven't seen in such a long time. I know. Come on these trips and to enjoy it together and be able to be part of a crowd, watching a sporting event together, cheering on Canada. Um, this will be our fifth one. Brand. I was just going to ask, how many? Fifth trip to the World Juniors. Uh, the Czech 2020, Ostrava and Liberets was fantastic. Prague, I mean, what can you say about Prague? Best city in Europe to visit, yeah. my books. Um, we had over 300 fans. I don't know if I'm going to be able to match what we were able to do in Prague and on that trip because that's a, a very sentimental place for me. I, uh, we've done so many trips to Prague with... Uh, our hockey tours, ringette tours, so many tours. It's like a second home to me. So, uh, But I'm really, really looking forward to this World Juniors in Sweden. And Gothenburg is a great city. I've been there uh, a couple of times with other tours that we've done. Uh, we've been there uh, with, uh, you know, uh, the Oilers tour that we took one year to go watch the Oilers start uh, the season against the New Jersey Devils. Right. I've uh, been there with soccer groups in the past to the Gothia Cup tournament. Uh, it's the second largest city in Sweden, fifth largest city in Nordic uh, countries. So it's it's a 
great, great host city for this World Juniors, and I'm really looking forward to it. So, Hey, can we go over the dates a little bit here? Because is it possible uh, to, to touch on that a little bit in case somebody's wondering when yeah. exactly this is? Because some people might think it's in 2023. Oh, yes, it is. Well, we leave on in December 2023. Correct. So we have six packages that we're going to have for the World Juniors. So the first package, uh, first two packages will be departing on the 20th of December, which will include our Stockholm Christmas experience. So we'll be in Stockholm for a few days before we go to Gothenburg to start the World Juniors. The second two packages will be departing on the 23rd of December, flying into Gothenburg. Now, flying into Gothenburg is not going to be the easiest thing. It's not a huge airport. We may have to fly into Copenhagen. And then bus up? And then bus up. Okay. I mean, no different than we had to do in the last World Juniors where some people had to fly into Vienna and bus up to Ostrava. Some had to fly into Prague, bus into Ostrava. Right. Okay. So we've done it before. And so if you fly in on the 23rd, you'll arrive in Gothenburg the 24th. You won't miss any of the games uh, for the World Juniors. Or Christmas Day. Or Christmas Day. You'll be in, in, in uh, Gothenburg for, for that, for our Christmas party. Okay. The last two options are going to be departing on Boxing Day. So that gives those that want to spend Christmas at home with family and friends can do that. Yeah. Boxing Day, they depart for the World Juniors. They'll arrive uh, there on the 27th. Uh, There will be games on the 27th, so they may miss a game. Okay. So that's a possibility. They may miss a game on the 26th. So either day, they might miss one game or they might miss two games, which I doubt. Uh, I would say that they're more likely going to miss one game. Um. And if you look at the packages in our brochure that we have, those six packages, we named them after Swedish uh, songs by Swedish pop bands. So I don't know why I did that, but I just thought it would be a good idea, Brent. Once again, just having a crazy night at home, I guess. Yeah, I just thought it would be a fun thing to do. So if you recognize the singer of those songs, um, you know. All right, well, let's... Maybe uh, maybe select the song by by that, right? Okay, all right. Uh, We can have some fun with that here. Yeah, and then, so let's start with uh, the earliest arrival, which uh, is going into arriving into Stockholm on the 21st. Okay, so leaving that's the first, the, the first two packages, right? The first two packages. So uh, arriving in Sweden on the, the 21st, um, you get to enjoy the Christmas a- atmosphere, the markets in, in Sweden. Okay. I mean, it's a beautiful city, one of the most beautiful cities in, in Nordic countries. I love going to Stockholm. Uh, one of the things they have as well on the waterfront with Christmas is they have the world's largest real Christmas tree lit up uh, in the water on the waterfront area, and it's huge, spectacular. Um, Sweden is built on fourteen islands, and it has an, exclu- uh, an extensive archipelago of islands. Uh, the Royal Palace, the Nobel Museum, the Vasa Museum. There's a ton of museums right in Stockholm and on Djurgården Island, especially. Uh, the Gamla Stan is the old town with colorful buildings and cobbled streets. A great place to have, spend an afternoon just walking around, going into some of the cafes, going into some of the shops. And the Christmas market in the old town there has been a tradition since 1837. So, you know, if you want to go to a Christmas market in, in Northern Europe, that's the one to go to since 1837. That is an unbelievable tradition that they have there in Stockholm. Wow. Um, we'll do a guided tour of Stockholm, including the Vasa Ship Museum, 
Uh, did, the did, did the VASA not sink on the 10th of August in 1628, Paul? On its maiden voyage, Bryn. You're kidding. No. But at least they salvaged it. They did salvage it in 1961. So it sat at the bottom Thank of the... Thank goodness you write stuff for me here. <laughs> I, I got to tell you. So it sat down uh, at the bottom of the harbor in, in Stockholm for over 300 years. Wow. And it actually preserved it. And, uh, you know, they brought the ship up in 1961. Then they built a museum and they put the whole ship together. And it is an unbelievable museum. Hmm. Uh, when you walk in there, that this ship is immense, absolutely immense. So what happened was they added uh, an extra deck of cannons on the ship. And that threw off the balance. So this was the maiden voyage. It was just supposed to leave from the harbor to the military base. And so families were on it. Um, you know, some of the people who built the ship were on it. So yeah. obviously naval officers were on it. The king is there uh, to christen this new largest battleship that Sweden's going to have. It's going to change the war for them. And starts going in the harbor. Little gust of wind comes. It starts to tip, list tip one way, yeah. list the other way. And then a bigger gust of wind comes. The cannon doors were open. The ship lists too far. Water starts pouring in. Down she goes. Wow. So I would have hate, hated to be the shipbuilder standing there by the king that day or the naval officer as that thing's going down. Did everybody I, get off that I don't, ship? I, well, some, a lot of people died on that wow. ship. So Brutal, I could huh? only imagine uh, the horror of the people. I'm sure there oh. were tons of people there watching the ship sail for the first. It was a big event, right? It was yeah, like... Yeah. A, and so... Uh, that's a tour that uh, we've done many times and people absolutely love. Uh, we're going to do a cruise ship of our own uh, at Christmas time in the harbor. That That's what we refer that's to a as nice a segue. bad segue. That's a good segue because okay. I don't think this one's going to go down. At least I hope okay. it doesn't. All right. Yeah. And we're going to have a Swedish buffet dinner on there and do a tour of the, of the little harbor. And uh, I think that'll be a great experience. Cloudy with a good chance of meatballs. That's right. Okay. That's right. Um, a little bit about uh, Stockholm. Our hotel is centrally located. We've used it many times. Uh, very close to a pedestrian street that goes, you know, you follow that street right down to the Royal Palace. Um, very handy location. Um, during your free time, you know, we'll do this Stockholm Sight City tour and we have the Vasa ship and we have the Christmas dinner on the boat. Right. But you'll have free time there as well. Again, you can go to the Christmas markets. You can also go to Deer Garden and on Deer Garden Island, uh, they have the ABBA Museum. Um, they have a Viking Museum. They have the Natural History Museum. So, and then they have Skansen. They have Gronalund. There's a lot of things to do in Stockholm during your free time. Um, if you go to our website under the media page, we do have an article on Deer Garden Island and some of these museums that you can look at ahead of time. Okay. But I will just say, I'm not the biggest ABBA fan, but that museum is unbelievable. And if you get a chance to go, you should go. And if you see a phone in the middle of the, uh, do you want to tell That's us? That's right, the yeah. Phone? I love the phone story. Well, you, tell it, you tell it, Bryn. Okay, so there's a telephone, I'm told. It's, it's very prominently displayed. Yeah, it's on a little desk in the yeah, corner. Right, exactly. And it just sits there. And every once in a while, it rings. If it rings, you want to be the first person to answer it because it's, it's one of the four members of ABBA. That's right, yeah. And they phone in once in a while just to talk to fans. I think that's a great thing. It's a fantastic thing. And like I said, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I've done that museum probably three times now just because different tours, you know, want to oh, go yeah. do it. And I go with them. I'm like, sure. You know, every time I go, I see something different. Okay, and here's the other thing, too. They're in their, like, third generation of fans. Oh, yeah. Their music's not going anywhere. No, it's not. Right, so it's, I have my favorite ABBA song, too. It's... Uh, 
Take your teeth out, tell me what's wrong. You know that one? <laughs> no, is I that, don't, friend. Isn't that, uh, oh, sorry, it's Chiquita. Tell yeah. me what's wrong. Sorry, yeah. I always thought, yeah. got the words wrong. Anyway, so the ABBA Museum, the Viking Museum's of interest to me. That'd be fun. Yeah, it's a newer thing. Um, I haven't been to it yet, but I, I've read online that people really enjoy it. Um, and so that's one that I'm, I'm looking forward to going to see myself. Uh, and then, of course, like I said, there's the pedestrian street, the old town, Beautiful shops and cafes to spend an afternoon. Just people watch. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a great, great city. I, I love going to Stockholm. One of my favorite cities in Europe, actually. No, we get in on the 21st, but on the 24th, we make our departure, do we? Yeah. We want to make sure that uh, our bus drivers have Christmas Day off. So yeah. we have to go on the 24th morning uh, to Gothenburg from Stockholm. Okay. Uh, we'll break the journey up halfway, make a couple uh, a stop, uh you know, it's it's about four or four and a half hours or so. So we'll break it up. Uh, Is that a lunch stop? We'll make a lunch stop there. Yep. Stop at IKEA. We got to put our lunch together. Maybe. Okay. I have some meatballs. Nice. Uh, when we arrive in Gothenburg that evening on the twenty fourth, um, we also will have obviously the people that are d- departed on the twenty third will arrive that evening. Yeah. As well as us, and we'll have our Christmas Eve dinner, nice. which uh, right. we had last time in Prague, and it was a nice event. Yep. A uh, little buffet dinner uh, for everybody. And then on the 25th, Christmas Day, you have the day to go out and explore Gothenburg a little bit on your own. And then in the evening, we have our Christmas party, uh, which was a great event last year. I really enjoyed it. Uh, we have uh, music. Uh, we have a visit from Santa. We have gifts for everybody. We have a buffet dinner, uh, some drinks. Uh, it was a great evening. We took a, a nice group picture, actually, uh, at the end of it, which w- was really good. And, you know, we want people to dress up that day. You know, bring your, your wear your Christmas stuff. Um, you know, we had some guys with some really nice uh, Christmas uh, sweaters, sweaters I, I and suits, a whole suit uh, guys oh, brought. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah. was really interesting. And uh, uh, we'll have, uh, you know, uh, different events there as well to take pictures and those sort of things. So that's an evening you don't want to miss. So the pre-World Junior Tour hits Stockholm, and then we find our way to Gothenburg and meet up with the people who are joining us uh, a little bit later on. So uh, that's fantastic. I like that. And uh, the people who are flying to Gothenburg, they're arriving on the 24th. They're going to meet us for the dinner. And then, and uh, hey, listen, that sounds pretty great to me. Yeah, and then the tournament starts on the 26th, Boxing yep. Day. So, Bryn, you tell the story about the two games we saw last time on Boxing Day at the World Juniors. Well, see, I was all pumped up for it was Canada against, remember, who? It was Canada against, uh, it, it was Canada against the U.S. Yes. Okay. And what was the game previous? Uh, the previous game was the one that I almost kind of was a little dismissive of. And it was, uh, it was the Czech Republic at the time taking on Russia. Correct. That's correct. And I uh, was absolutely blown away by the crowd and the. It was, it was absolutely a three-ring circus, not only on the ice. The game was fabulous, but the atmosphere in the seats. I like I said, I was all I was all jacked up for Canada and the U.S., which was fun too. It was, but it didn't match up no. with the opening game. The opening game. Those two countries aren't big fans of each other on the ice. No, so. and and that game. Uh, you know, the, the atmosphere at that game, Bryn, was something unbelievable. Oh. That's where we took videos of the Czech fans jumping and hopping and, the hop. and singing. Um, and it was just an exciting hockey game. And it's been, I think, the last two World Juniors that we've been at, that some of the best games have been those opening games on the 26th. Yeah. So, Well, uh, they're a little crazy because 
the teams haven't settled in quite yet yep. into their particular style. And so there's a little bit, and of course it's junior hockey where a lot of these kids play every shift like it's their last. Yeah. And so it's a little crazy. It's a little undisciplined. And the crowds are so so into it because they, they're so excited that the event has started that that first day was really memorable for me. Uh, almost, well, you know what? I would say it's, no, it's not, it doesn't quite match the gold medal game. Yeah. Uh, Canada, Russia. But it's a, but it was it a memorable comes, day. It comes very close. It <laughs> yeah, was a lot of fun. It was a very memorable day. And, you know, the other thing I want to mention right now is I know that uh, there are people who want to travel with their friends on the buses uh, in during the World Junior Tournament. So right. I just want to be clear that the, the four groups that arrive on the 20th and 23rd, okay, they have the same itinerary going forward at the World Junior Tournament. So because the other group arrives on the 27th, those other groups have already done a couple of tours. So that group, the, those first groups are ahead of the pack. So They are. Okay. So if you want to join your friends, they should all be in those first four groups. Because so, if so they arrive after, together. if they arrive after, and you decide to travel together afterwards, one of you is going to miss some Somebody's tours. Somebody's going to miss something. I got you. Okay. Because the tours aren't exactly the same for the people arriving after. I got it. Because they just come in a different order. And you may have done a tour or two already with the first group. You don't want to repeat it with the second group. So gotcha. keep that in mind if you want to travel with friends. Okay. Um, so a little bit about our hotel. It's centrally located. Walking distance to the Scandinavian Marina. And we'll have single rooms, double rooms. We might have some triple rooms, although very limited. Okay. Okay. Um, and we'll have to check on those triple rooms to make sure that they're not cots in the room, that they're actual beds. So, uh, you know, we'll let you know if you want a triple room, if that's possible or not. I would say try to keep it to doubles and singles if possible. Okay. okay? All right. And uh, the other thing we might have later on is uh, the hotel's going to set aside some uh, uh, additional rooms for us at different categories. So, uh, we so have if you want a bigger room or something, yeah, you get so like a suite or something? Exactly. If you want a bigger room, a room with a couple of more amenities, uh, they may become available. It'll be first come, first serve. Once we know we have them, probably won't be till January, February. Okay. We'll put it out there and then it's first come, first serve. Okay. Okay. Hey, can we get into the tournament and then we can talk about some of the other events and tours surrounding that? Like the tournament goes to 26, which is Boxing Day? Yeah, Boxing Day is the first games and then the final is always on January 5th. Okay. So hoping that doesn't change. Uh, the the things that we don't know right now is we don't know what Canada's pool or schedule is going to be. We won't know it until uh, what happens with the World Juniors 2023 in Halifax and Moncton this year uh, because the pools are based on where you finished in the tournament the previous year. Uh, we also may not know what's going to happen with the pools because we don't know what's happening with Russia. Yeah. Uh, if they will be allowed back into the tournament by then or not. Um, so we don't know if it'll be a nine team tournament or we don't know if they're going to bring up a team from, uh, you know, the second division and not relegate anybody to make it 10 teams again until they figure out what's happening with Russia. Two arenas too. Obviously the Scandinavium is the big one, right? Yeah. One is, uh, the Scandinavium is the main arena, 12,000 people. Uh, that's where we took the group to watch the, uh, Oilers play the New Jersey Devils. Okay. So that was a, it, it's built a lot like the Saddle Dome, really. It's, uh, if you look at a picture of it, 
it's you know the the roof has that same look as the saddle dome yeah um but no bad sight lines there that i could see you know uh we had people at different areas in the stadium for uh the orders versus new jersey and then they had a great time the other arena is a smaller one the forlundesborg forlundesborg yeah yeah and it's 7600 people so uh with that size arena obviously with Canada not knowing which rink they're going to be in, that's going to play a big part on where we get our tickets. Okay. Uh, because obviously there are locals that are in for tickets. Um, I, I would think that if we're in Sweden's group, we're going to be in the Scandinavium. If we're not in Sweden's group, we're going to be in Frölundesborg. Um, there's a high possibility that we're not going to get all Category 1 tickets. We might get Category 1 and Category 2. Okay. If that's the case, we'll try to mix them up so everybody gets an Kinda opportunity, moves around, moves around a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll try to keep, uh, you know, depending where the tickets are, if you want to sit with friends, we need to know that early so that when we look at allotment of where we're going to sit people that uh, we sit them uh, together. But we got tickets to every Canadian game. Every Canadian game is included. Uh, if you arrive to start the tournament, uh, if you come after the 27th, you'll get every Canada game after that. Okay. Um, we also include tickets to the other game at that arena that day. So, for example, the games are usually at 3 and 7 o'clock locally. So if Canada plays at 7, there'll be a game at 3 at the same arena. Yeah. You'll get a ticket to that game as well. The nice thing about Gothenburg versus what we had to do in Czech Republic is the distance. Yes. Uh, in Czech Republic, we had to drive an hour to get to Ostrava. Here, you can walk from the hotel to the Scandinavian Marina. 10, 15 minutes? Maybe? Maybe. Yeah. And for Lundesborg's a little bit farther on the outskirts of town. You can take a cab. You could take a tram if you want to go later. Uh, we'll also have some buses doing shuttling back and forth. But okay. again, it's going to depend where Canada plays. Yeah. Uh, we'll figure all that out later on. Um, and then, of course, we include quarterfinal tickets to the two games wherever Canada is playing. So if Canada's in a quarterfinal we got it. We're there. And then the other team, uh, we include tickets to both semifinals. We include tickets to both the medal games. So the bronze and the, and the gold medal game, of course. And uh, we'll be hoping that Canada repeats what it did last time with, uh, you know, being in the gold medal game to start and then hopefully uh, winning the, the tournament as well. Hey, just a quick thing for me. If you think it's special to watch Canada win this event in Canada, I'm, I'm here to tell you that to watch your country win it on foreign soil is something even more spectacular. At least it was for me to well, hear, to hear everybody singing Oh Canada. And you know that you're just sharing this moment with those kids down on the ice. Yep. And you know that there's millions at home watching, wishing they could be where you are. That's special for me. Well, that, and the other side of it, Brent is when the tournament's here in Canada, the whole rink is packed with Canadians. Oh yes. Yeah. When you're there, it's you're with yeah. people from different countries. You know, uh, you know, you've sat next to guys from Russia. I've sat next to guys from Sweden, from Finland, from, you know, different countries, all there to enjoy junior hockey. And it's that atmosphere and meeting those people that are a big part of the world juniors as well. I mean, you walk the, the concourses, our fans are taking pictures with fans from other teams that are dressed up oh, and yeah. everything else. That's all part of it. I, I will tell you a really quick little story because I don't know if I've ever said it to anybody. I may have told it to a few people, but... For the gold medal game, initially I was really quite concerned about it, but my seats were right in the middle of the Russian parents section. And so I'm kind of thinking, well, this is going to be a little uncomfortable. It wasn't. It was so special for me because you're sitting with the parents of these 
other kids who are playing against your kids and they don't speak any English. And so I'd hold the program out and I would point down on the ice and I would point into the program and they would point who their, uh, their son was. And so, and you nod and go, Oh yeah, good, good player. And so you, you, there, we were talking the, we were speaking the language of hockey yeah. is what we were doing. And they were so kind, these people, and they, as much as it hurt them to not see their son win, they were very, very, I'm almost getting a little emotional here. They were, they, uh, they felt so good for us. Yeah. And, uh, and like I said, it, it's going to sting and it's going to hurt their kid, but they were more than happy to, I, I still remember the, the two that I sat next to gave me a nice big hug yeah. as they left the arena. And they also showed respect. They hung around for O Canada. Nice. They didn't leave. They didn't just yeah, depart yeah. because they were disappointed or angry. Uh, they they hung around, and to me, the 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 people you meet, it's just as special as what you're watching on the ice because we see hockey everywhere, in a lot of different places. But when you get a chance to meet people, that and like I said, the bond that had developed there, I. I I couldn't speak their language. They couldn't speak mine, but we knew exactly what one another was talking about. I'll never forget it. And the other thing, Bryn, is you meet a lot of NHL general managers, scouts uh, there at the tournament where usually they wouldn't walk the concourses here in North America. They'll yeah. walk the concourses there. They're more than happy to see you at a cafe and say hello, and you can say hello to them and talk. So there's that aspect as well. We met a, you know quite a few guys at the last tournament, and I'm sure we're going to meet a lot of people at this next tournament as well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So that's the tournament. But there's we have off days, Paul. Yeah, we have. Well, we have events during the World Juniors that uh, obviously are things that uh, you know we put on so that people get an idea of the area that they're in. It's not just about yeah. the hockey; it's about also getting to know the country that we're visiting and the things that we're doing there. Uh, we're doing a sightseeing tour of Gothenburg. Obviously, we have to do a sightseeing tour of the city so that everybody gets an orientation of where everything is, so that they can enjoy it. Um, I really encourage you to read up on Gothenburg and look at some of the places. Uh, we'll have, obviously, leading up to the tournament, a webpage where we'll put a bunch of information on the city, things to do, places to go. So uh, all I can say is you're going to really enjoy Gothenburg. Um, Padan boat tour, uh, we have to see, again, weather permitting, if we're able to do that. The Padan boats are little boats that go through the canals of Gothenburg and go to the Leesburg Amusement Park. So the Leesburg Amusement Park is Sweden's biggest Christmas market. Food, events, activities, all situated there. So if the pat-down boats are not running, we'll include tickets to the Leesburg Amusement Park so everybody can go in there, join the Christmas markets, uh, uh, see the festivities. I think it's important that uh, uh, we include that as part of the tour. There's three worldwide brands. Everybody knows if you think about Sweden, you think of three wor worldwide brands. You Obviously, IKEA always comes to mind. ABBA, everybody talks about ABBA, but there's a third one. Volvo. Yes. And the Volvo Museum is just outside Gothenburg. And so we're going to go there and do uh, a little tour of the museum. We'll get to see some of the iconic cars, uh, innovations that Volvo has made, not just in vehicles. They have a whole bunch of other products that they've engineered over the years. And we'll also get to see some of their crazy prototypes that they've had over the years for cars and other uh, buses. Uh, they've done fire engines. They've done all sorts of things. They so. invented the electric dog polisher. Did you know that? No, I did not. You'll see it at the museum. I th I'm pretty sure that they are the ones that came up with that idea. The things you know, Bryn. I know. It's always I like to read me. up. It's one of the things that I do. Always amazes me. Uh, we do have uh, the Carlston 
Carl Sten Fortress in a town called Marstrand. And it's a stone fortress that was built in 1658. Uh, we'll do a tour and have a dinner or lunch there, depending which tour you're on. Again, the first uh, two departure dates, we'll have a dinner there. The uh, group arriving a little later is going to have a lunch there. So again, that's where, Bryn. Yeah, that's where you can't hang with everybody. If you can't you hang later. with everybody. If, you know, if you've already done the Carlston Fortress one day, do you want to go the next day with, with another group? So yeah. um, that's where it becomes tricky with having people on the same buses that don't arrive on the same days. Okay. Um, we're also going to go to the Aeroseum, which is a 1955 Cold War bunker uh, that was built at an Air Force base just outside of Gothenburg. And the bunker itself now is a museum called the Aeroseum. And it has fighter jets, helicopters, simulators, military equipment all in there. Okay. And we're going to do a tour of it. We're going to have a reception there, hopefully with everybody together. So we're still working on that. The other thing is there are also days off right. during the World Juniors where nobody plays. Are we going north or are we going south? We're going both. Okay. So one of the things we're going to do is go to Oslo, Norway. And in Oslo, uh, we'll do a city tour of Oslo. They also have a festival called Christmas in, Winterland, Christmas in Wonderland. Okay. And um, they have a huge outdoor rink on the square. They have Christmas markets on either side, and it's just a big festival. They have a big wheel. Um, so it'll be fun to do the uh, tour, of Gotham, uh, tour of Oslo and then have some free time to enjoy that market and everything. Uh, surrounding that festival in, in the center of Oslo. And if we're going south, that's Copenhagen, I'm guessing. Copenhagen. And a lot of people, you know, we've taken on previous tours to Copenhagen, they rave about it. Okay. Um, again, it's uh, we'll do the city tour there. And then after the city tour, you'll have lots of free time to enjoy the 17th century uh, waterfront district called Nyhaven, where, you know, there are um, uh, fishing boats there and, and, and tourist boats and all beautiful little restaurants, different colors, uh, all on this canal. Uh, there's also the um, uh, Stroget Shopping Street, uh, which is a long pedestrian street right in the middle of Denmark. There's a place called Christiana, which is kind of a free-for-all uh, area that was taken over by a bunch of uh, hippies. And it's just its own little community, and they just let it go. Whatever happens there happens there. And uh, it, it's an interesting city. There's a lot of interesting things to see and do in Copenhagen. Um, again, uh, beautiful downtown area, lots of beautiful little cafes and shops to spend your time. There's the, a little mermaid statue there. The mermaid statue is there. Yeah. Okay. Cause and, and also up, Tivoli I, I Gardens. Love, uh, oh yeah. And Tivoli Gardens are also there in the center of town. So you can actually go into Tivoli Gardens. They have the rides there. They have a little restaurant in there. They have some cafes in there. Okay. So that's a free time activity as well for people that are interested. They can go check out Tivoli Gardens so uh, in Copenhagen. Growing up, I loved Hans Christian Andersen too. Oh, like yeah. All those stories were great stuff. So okay. Perf Perfect. So it's. Uh, a, I think that's fantastic. And then we'll also might be adding other things. Okay. Uh, but we have to wait to see what the schedule is going to be like for Canada. Okay. And it's still for some a little bit early to start talking to them. I know I, I contacted a, a couple of places and they're like, why are you calling us already? This is too early. <laughs> you know, call us in six months. Type okay. thing. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll sure. call you in six months. Just put that. me down. So there are some things that, and even some of these things that I'm mentioning, some of the events, obviously, you know, we're going to have to make sure that we can get, you know, access to plan them all. We've contacted them all. Uh, they're all okay doing it. So uh, the two things that we haven't mentioned, Bryn, are, New Year's Eve. 
Oh, yeah. And New Year's Eve was fun last time. Yeah, it was um, a good time. You know, we came back from Ostrava New Year's Eve. It was later. It was about 11 o'clock at night by the time we got back, 1030 or so. We all piled into the hospitality we suite. We had the hospitality suite there, and we had a lot of fun. Uh, we did a New Year's Eve countdown, countdown that night and had a champagne uh, toast. So we're planning on doing the same thing. Did uh, we do a podcast that night or are we smart? We did, yeah, we okay. did do a podcast I that think night. It, you can still go back and hear it, by the way. Yeah, we'll do a podcast that night. And it was a great evening. And we'll do a champagne toast on New Year's Eve with okay. everybody that wants to be there. Um, the other thing we're going to be doing is our New Year's party. And that is a great party. New Year, and we host that on New Year's Day, not New Year's Eve. Right. Uh, because there's no hockey on New Year's Day. There's actually nothing to do on New Year's Day. So you have the morning to walk around, enjoy the town. In the evening, that's when we get together for the New Year's Day party. Uh, we have a live band. We have a dinner. Uh, we have music. Uh, you know, it's a great evening. Yeah. And uh, people really enjoy uh, that evening as one of their highlights of the tour as well. And we celebrate it like it is New Year's Eve. We do the countdown. Uh, we raise the we toast did it to twice. champagne. We, did, we do it twice. See, yeah. I don't remember the first one, the legitimate one, but the second one I remember... Yeah, and it was a great time, yeah. a great time. So we'll do that again. Um, now, all we're going to be adding things, right? So people just got to go to the website. Yeah, we'll be adding things details. as we go along. And we'll, you know, as we get closer to the date of departure, uh, we'll have on, and it'll be a secure website for people going on the tour. So we'll have a password for that page, and it'll just be for people going on the tour because... Unfortunately, there are people that copy things we do. You're kidding. And so I got to kind of protect it a little bit. Those cheaters. So uh, we will have a secure website for those that, once they're part of the tour, can access. And that's where we'll update itineraries. We'll update information. We'll add information on the tour um, going right up to the date of departure. So well, that's when we have our bus lists and everything else on there. So uh, we'll... Oh, start opening that up uh, fairly soon once we have a bunch of registrations. Okay, so we talked about how to get there, and then we talked about the event and what we can do around the event. Now we have to talk about the sad stuff, and that is how do we get home? How do you get home? Well, uh, again, we have different options like we mentioned. Yeah. So option A, uh, they will depart for Canada on the 6th from either Gothenburg or Copenhagen. Okay. So they started off in Sweden, came to the tournament. They want to go home right after the tour. No problem. Okay. The tournament. Uh, option C and E, uh, they're the ones that, uh, you know, arrived a little later. Right. Uh, they will go to Stockholm. They will have two nights in Stockholm, do a tour of Stockholm, the Vasa Museum, have some time to sightsee. And they return home on January the 8th. What about people who are option B, D, and F? That's yeah. special. Yeah, they're going to... Uh, Belgium and France, and uh, we're spending three nights uh, when we arrive uh, in Brussels. So we're flying from Gothenburg or Copenhagen. We might have to drive to Copenhagen to catch the flight uh, to Brussels, Belgium. Uh, once we arrive, we're going to go to Ghent, and uh, we're going to stay in Ghent uh, from January 6th to January 8th. While we're there, we're going to do a guided sightseeing tour of Brussels. Uh, Brussels, of course, is a European Union city. Uh, uh, it's a, a administrative city for the European Union. Uh, the old city is called the Pentagon because it's shaped like a Pentagon. And in that old town area, you have the Grand Palace, the Cathedral St. Michael, and, and St. Gudula. Gudula. Uh, you have the former stock exchange, uh, the Royal St. Hubert Galleries, and of course, the little famous statue, the Mannequin Piss. 
<laughs> the what? Yeah, I'm not going to say it again. Okay. You can look it up. All right, I will do and that. And that's exactly what he's doing. Really? Yes. So, uh, and then Brussels, of course, famous for waffles, chocolate, uh, mussels. So you can taste some of those little tasty treats. Uh, we're hoping to do a little stop in at one of the chocolatiers while we're in Brussels as well to have a little taste and see how they make their chocolate. Okay. Uh, we'll also do a guided sightseeing tour of Ghent. Now, Ghent was a prominent city in the Middle Ages because of it was a port and a trading city. Um, it's a university town now, has a pedestrian, uh, old city center, uh, medieval architecture, and it also has a 20th century uh, castle named Gravenstein. So, uh, a 20th century or 12th century? 12th. Did I say 20th? You, you did, and that's fine. I'm dyslexic. No, it's not and a problem I at all. I just I happen to be reading about that not good, long ago. Good, good, good. That's why I have this for you, so that you can that's catch me I when, I say, when yeah. I say stuff that's wrong. Um, so, yeah, uh, Ghent is a beautiful town. You, I mean, do a little bit of research. It's a fantastic place to go and visit in, in uh, Belgium. Um, and then we're going to go to one of my favorite places in Belgium, and that's Bruges. Oh, yeah. And Bruges is, for me, it's called the Venice of the North for a reason. One of the world's top commercial cities during the Middle Ages. So it was a rich city. So it has a huge medieval architecture in the city center. Um, still intact. Um, Market Square. It has a belfry, 83-meter-high belfry. If you ever watched the movie In Bruges. Yes. Beautiful with Colin Farrell, right? Yep. And uh, the chocolate and breweries in that town, some of the best beer I ever tasted in my life was in Bruges, Belgium. And uh, they also do canal tours. Again, we have to see with the weather if they're able to do a canal tour for us. If not, we'll do a walking tour through the city. Um, and I think people are just going to enjoy walking around Bruges and, and getting to see some of the beautiful architecture and some of the beautiful uh, chocolate shops and breweries that they have there. Now, we're going to that area, so I got to ask, because there's a... Are you okay over there? Got a bit of a cold. Yeah. I, I get it. Uh, but when you're going over there, we got... You know where I'm going with this? Yeah, we're in Flanders Fields. Yeah, and, exactly. you know, everybody knows um, Flanders Fields from the First World War. Uh, we're going to be doing a tour of uh, some of the Canadian monuments at, at Flanders Field. So uh, we're going to be stopping at Passchendaele. We're going to be stopping at the St. Julian Monument, where uh, that's the first area where Germans used chemical warfare against right. the French and the Canadians. Yeah. Uh, the Tynecott Cemetery is the largest Commonwealth cemetery in the world. And I've been to Tynecott very humbling. I mean, you walk amongst all those gravestones yeah, and you see the Canadian flag on them as well as other countries, but especially the Canadian ones, obviously, because we're Canadian. Walking through that cemetery, it's, it's just very humbling the amount of people that sacrificed for our country in that very spot, in that very area of Flanders. Um, we go to the Essex Farm Cemetery and the Essex Farm Cemetery is where Colonel uh, John McRae wrote Flanders Fields. Yeah. And we'll see the uh, military outpost there where he worked as a surgeon. Uh, there's a monument to him there. And it's just a little cemetery. But just being in that area, seeing where he was and where he put pen to paper and wrote that famous poem that we all know and that we, you know, recite every uh, Remembrance Day. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's quite a feeling to go there. Uh, and then we go to Iper or Ypres uh, in French. 
Uh, Iper has the uh, Flanders Fields Museum, so we can go through there and see um, a lot of the artifacts and remnants and history of the wars that were fought there in Flanders Fields. And they also have a very important monument called the Menin Gate. And at the Menin Gate, they have the names of all fallen soldiers who died protecting that area. And at, in the evening, they have what's called the Final Post, a very moving ceremony that they do every single evening. Okay. And we'll be there for that as well. So, so history buffs, this is rather spectacular. Well, it's something I've done, Bryn, with uh, another group. Yeah. And I didn't know how I was going to react seeing all this stuff. I got to say, it was very emotional. Yeah. And uh, like I said, very humbling. And as a, you know, first generation Canadian, uh, for me, um, it, it meant a lot to see that. And it meant a lot for us to remember those people that uh, gave their lives for our country. Okay. And uh, I, 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 the next stop, the next day. Yeah. I've been to this place and it is, uh, if you're telling me it's, and it's got to be emotional. Yeah. Being, uh, you know, obviously being in Brussels, but the first stop on the next day as we head into France, I, like I said, I've been there and it's absolutely breathtaking. Yeah, January 9th, we uh, make our way to France uh, from Ghent. Okay. And we and I've been there as well, Bryn, before. And that is Vimy Ridge. Yes. And Vimy Ridge is where Canada became a nation, many people say. That's where the Canadians uh, really stood out uh, and uh, were able to take the ridge when others couldn't. And... Uh, I mean, over 10,000 Canadian soldiers were killed or wounded in 1970, 1917 during the Battle of Vimy. Yeah. That is an astronomical and unthinkable number of people that paid the ultimate sacrifice it's uh, on that very land. Totally you know? numbing. A little piece of Canada now in France, by yeah. the way. Yeah. That's how it's viewed. And the monument is huge. It's, uh, it's, it's so It's inspiring, you know, yeah. uh, when you see it from the distance. You know, you can see it from a long distance away. And as you approach it and, and, and as you touch it and you're standing there, um, it's hard not to get emotional. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to go visit uh, some of the remaining uh, trenches that are there. Yes. Uh, just to see, uh, you know, how those guys, you know, were able to, uh, you know, take that ridge and, and, and be in those trenches. And I couldn't imagine being in those trenches on those days, Bren, wondering if that's my last day. And... Uh, so again, uh, a very miserable important conditions. Like yeah, brutal, miserable, miserable conditions. conditions. Yeah. I, so uh, again, uh, a very poignant stop for us on the tour. Um, you know, it's a Canadian hockey tour, but this part of the tour this is Canada. Is Canada? Yeah. You know what I mean? This is uh, the history of our country, a history that shouldn't be forgotten. And I'm I'm very honored to include uh, this aspect of the tour. Uh, in this tour, and I hope that people really um, enjoy. It's not the right word. Uh, There's a respect level, yeah. But but I think it's uh, it's a humbling experience for, and it was for me when I went there. Yeah. Uh, I can't begin to tell you how proud. Yep. I was. Oh yeah. And when people say that Vimy was a defining moment in Canadian history, you're not wrong. No. By saying that, and you will feel it. Oh yeah. When you're for there. Sure. You, it's one thing to read it. It's one thing to have people tell you it. But when you're there and you're standing there, 
And also, if you get a chance to talk to, and I had lunch down in the little town, yeah. and when they find out you're from Canada, they still haven't, they still have not forgotten how important Canada is to their freedom. And no. it just makes you so proud to be a Canadian. Yeah, people don't forget there. People do not forget no. there. Um, so from there, we'll go to Paris. And um, in Paris, uh, we have a sightseeing tour of Paris, obviously. Uh, one of the world's greatest cities, center for art, fashion, gastronomy, culture. We all know that. It's, uh, uh, you know, one of the world's top, top cities for all those things. And one of the top tourist cities in the world. Um once we do the tour of Paris, you're also going to have free time there. People are going to want to go to some of the museums, see some of the landmark shops, classical bistros. The Louvre is going to be at the top of a lot of people's lists of places to go. Yeah. Um, you know, to see not only the Mona Lisa, but a lot of famous works. And just even the Louvre itself is a monument of architecture. This is going to sound kind of crazy because not far from there, maybe about a block and a half, is uh, Place de la Concorde. Oh yeah, and this it, this is but how this is how I work, right? You're standing there, and it's really a, a monstrous traffic circle. And when you stand there and you kind of spin around, you it's kind of like uh, you're the center of the spoke, and you see all the sh streets that shoot out from there, including the Champs Elysees, right? But there's one little spot. There's a plaque on in the square, and it just reminds you that this was a huge part of. A Parisian history, French history, because uh, Louis the Sixteenth, I think, was executed by the guillotine there. That's right. Yeah, uh, the guillotine was on the Place de Concorde. That's where they yes. had the guillotine for a lot of their, uh, you know, people that they uh, they, know, they decided were decided no further were use, undesirables. So. Yes, exactly. Uh, and a lot of notable French people met yes. their their end there. And so when you get a chance to stare and take a look way up the far end, there's the Arc de Triomphe. Arc de Triomphe, yeah. It's, it's that, it, what a city. It's and, an amazing city. Yeah. And I've been there a couple of times. And uh, again, our hotel is nice, centrally located, um, probably going to be close to the uh, Garde du Nord, uh, one of the train stations. Yes. And that whole area in and around. And, uh, you know, uh, during our sightseeing tour, we'll stop at all the major monuments. That's for sure. But then you'll also have the opportunity with a free day. We'll have a whole free day where you can go out and go see what you want to see. Go to the Louvre. Go to Notre Dame Cathedral. You know, walk in on the West Bank and, you know, go across Pont Neuf and all the places that you've read about and that we've seen on in movies many times. So you, uh, you didn't mention the, the big, uh, the, there's this big tower. Yeah, yeah, the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, you can right. go up the tower as well. And it's, it's more fun to take the elevator up and then take the stairs down than do it the other way around. I don't know how I got talked into that, but I was just dumb and young at the time. I think it's more fun to take the elevator up and take the elevator down. Yeah, there's <laughs> Thank that you too. very much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're also going to go to the Palace of Versailles. Oh, yeah. It's just outside of Paris. Uh, it's a former royal residence built by King Louis XIV in the 17th century. And I was shocked to know that it was abandoned for a while. And, you know, only in the late 1800s, they started to restore it. And now they, obviously, it's owned by the French government now. And it's been restored. And it's, uh, you know. It's pretty spectacular. It's a spectacular place to visit. You know, if you're going to go to one palace in Europe, the Palace of Versailles would have to be near the top of your list. That's for sure. You know, for as long as I've known you, every time the city has got a river, you seem to want to do stuff. Well, some of the best views you get of any city, as you can attest to in Budapest oh, yeah. and in Prague, are from the river. 
And so on our last evening, uh, we are going to do a dinner cruise on the Seine River um, in the evening. So uh, I've done it before myself. So have I. And, you know, when you're going down that river and you see all the buildings lit up, you see the Eiffel Tower sparkling with its lights flashing. That's a once in in a lifetime experience. And, you know, a view that you're only going to get once in your lifetime, you know. Um, And then, unfortunately, we depart for Canada on January the 12th. But I think this extension uh, is something unique. Very special. And a very special when you look at it from a lot of different areas. You're going to Paris, you're going to Canadian War Memorials that you'll never forget for the rest of your life, and you're going to Belgium. And Belgium, you know, Ghent, Bruges, Brussels, three amazing cities as well. So we have a limited number of people that we can take on this trip. Okay. Again, first come, first serve, but we do have a limited number. We cannot take everybody on this. We cannot even take half the people on our tour on this. Okay. So move fast. If this is of interest to you, move very quickly. Yes. You know, make sure you check that off on your choice for an option for the uh, World Juniors. Uh, Check the option, one of the options that includes uh, this extension. And this extension is offered for all three different departure dates. Okay. Gotcha. Now, we announced this at our big launch party. And uh, so I guess the question, if somebody did not have a chance to see it, or uh, hear what we're doing here. How can people get a hold of you to so that you can indicate, uh, like, let's get into that for a second here. Yeah, azrakan.net. Okay. Uh, we'll have it on our main page at the top, a link to uh, our page for the World Juniors 2024 tour. And, uh, you know, if you're on our priority list already, yep. and if you're a previous passenger, you're going to get an email uh, with a link to... Uh, the webpage that has the brochure and you're going to get a secure link to the page with the registration information. So, so move quickly is what we're saying. If you don't have it, yeah, contact us right away. Gotcha. Hey, are we done? We're done. That's pretty fantastic. Thanks for putting up with me once again. My pleasure. I'm just reading the cheat sheet that you put in front of me. It makes me look like I'm intelligent. And those people who've met me on the tour know that that is not the case. So uh, anyway, uh, but we have a lot of fun and that's what these trips are all about. So thank you for that. Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. All right, let's get out of here, shall we? Thank you. All right, see ya.